Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by my course, Rest Assured. If you've been struggling with falling asleep, or staying asleep, or just not waking up feeling well-rested, you've come to the right place. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Insomnia, or CBTI, is the gold standard intervention in the management of insomnia. Rest Assured is a digital course that walks you through CBTI, step-by-step, with everything you need to succeed. Each of the six weekly modules guides you through some important background information for the different techniques, explores the evidence-based techniques in detail, provides multiple examples of exercises so you can find the one that works for you, and reviews the work you've completed since the last module. And rest assured, it's just not another DIY left to your own devices, but rather, you get direct access to me, a board-certified sleep physician in twice-monthly office hours, where you can ask me face-to-face any questions you may have about the course material. So check out www.wellrestedmd.com slash RA to learn more. That's wellrestedmd.com slash RA. Or just head to the homepage and click on courses to learn more. Enjoy the episode. Hey there, friends and neighbors. You're listening to the Well Rested Podcast, episode number 56, Brain Dump. I'm your host, Dr. Joshua Lennon. There's a simple way to just dump all that excess in your head that may be keeping you awake at night. In this week's episode, I'll be reviewing again this concept of a brain dump and how it can help you offload some of that resistance to getting that good snooze. Back in episode 31, I discussed a few simple writing exercises to aid in the process of unwinding before turning in for the night. If you haven't already, go ahead and tune into episode 31 for the full story, but here's the gist of it. Writing out by hand, pen to paper, or crayon or charcoal, whatever you got, handwriting is more effective than typing or dictating. There's something special about the hand-eye collaboration with the thoughts that makes this more effective than just dwelling in your noggin or speech-to-text. It can be quite cathartic. The act of getting it down on paper, in a way, forces you to organize your thoughts better, and chaotic, disorganized thoughts will get you into trouble. In fact, if you ever see a psychiatrist, they tend not to listen to your heart and lungs and tap on your knees, but rather examine your mental state, your cognitive and emotional state. And part of that mental health version of a physical exam performed by doctors, part of that exam is how organized your thinking is. Organized thinking is healthy thinking. Disorganized thinking is a sign that things may not be right, analogous to your internist detecting a murmur on your heart exam. It doesn't mean your life is in shambles, but it is an indication that things are just not quite right. So writing helps to organize your thinking, emphasizing this basic principle of good mental health. It is not just organizing or funneling down your thoughts that makes this writing exercise helpful. That catharsis can really be therapeutic in and of itself. And by no means do you need to keep whatever scribbles you put down. But if you do, they can provide an interesting track record. These brain dumps can provide a window into your thinking across time. What were you thinking and why? This can provide some important perspective, especially in regards to your own personal growth. But naturally, some of what may come out on the page may seem too personal too vulnerable, too embarrassing to ever see the light of day. And that's perfectly fine. A brain dump is not meant for posterity, it's meant just for you. And often, during only the time you're actually writing, is it serving its purpose. And beyond that, can be scrapped, hidden away, or burned, or whatever you need to do to get rid of it. Often there's too much mental real estate taken up by tasks, chores, expectations, maintenance, updates, appointments, mandates, and everything in between. So one of the first, simplest ways to apply this brain dump is with a to-do list. Many of these things you may already be keeping track of on a calendar or planner. Or in my case, a calendar in the electronic health record, a personal Google calendar, a digital task reminder list, and a revolving daily task list. 
but I use a written planner to put all that together, prioritize and organize all the various things I need to do, both planning for the week ahead once every seven days, as well as written daily tasks. These handwritten to-do lists can be quite helpful, both as reminders for otherwise forgotten items, as well as helping you to visualize everything, recognize what is actually important, and delete, defer, or delegate whatever else you can. This editing can be quite important. Given your personal values, what you find meaningful in your life and brings you purpose, what items on the to-do list help you make meaning in your life? What is actually important? With this intentional approach, delete what's not actually important. And of what's left, if you're overloaded, what can you defer until later? And if something cannot be put off, what can you delegate to others? Then whatever is left may not be a cakewalk, but at least it's more manageable than before. In addition to the to-do list, the second of the helpful writing exercises is a gratitude list. It may be one item, three, five, or ten long. The point is not to make you dig deep and manufacture gratitude where there really isn't any, just to satisfy some quota, but rather to recognize, be consciously aware of a few things that are going well, even when there's really no obligation to do so. Gratitude can stem from the cosmic. I'm grateful that the Earth exists and that gravity and atomic forces have brought together these molecules to make me and my world. Gratitude can be for things in your life that are working. I'm grateful I didn't catch COVID this week. I'm grateful my refrigerator can still keep my food cold. I'm grateful I safely got to work today and my children were safely brought home from school. Gratitude can be for something you merely witnessed. I'm grateful for that driver two cars ahead of me who was the first to actually stop for the woman trying to cross the street at the crosswalk. I'm grateful for the thoughtful girl who held the door open for the elderly man behind her. I'm grateful for the smiling baby brought along grocery shopping with mom who just lit up the spirits of all those around him. Gratitude is a skill, a skill that can be improved with practice. And gratitude is associated with more optimism, better relationships, more wealth, and as explored in episode 17, better sleep. So a brain dump of being thankful will help you keep your sleep tank full. That brings us to the third helpful writing exercise, the main topic for today, the classic brain dump. One way to view the brain dump is like a pressure release valve. All those to-dos, all those expectations, all those concerns, all that excitement, all those thoughts squeezed inside the clown car of your mind till you open the door and a miraculous volume explodes out, progressively slowing till there's just a trickle of thought left. Another way to think of a brain dump is like cleaning out your junk drawer or that closet in the guest room that seems to be a collection of all your deferred decisions. You can take the KonMari approach of decluttering your mind with a brain dump by gathering all those sticky thoughts into one place on the page and then going through one by one and eliminating any that don't spark joy. Or in this case, asking of each thought, is this helpful? But there's really not a right way or a wrong way to do a brain dump. There's not a specific length it needs to be, or a word count, or duration of time dedicated to it, or frequency it needs to be performed. That being said, here are some guidelines on what could be included in a brain dump. The simplest approach, especially starting out, is just a simple train of thought or free association. If you're worried about disorganized thoughts, the chaos in your head, this is a simple and effective way to start sorting that out. Whatever comes to mind, put it down next. Let one thought evolve into another, and just capture as much of it as you can down on the page. Now clearly, your pen is slower than your neurons, so it may be hard to keep up, but that's okay. The point is not to translate every individual thought onto the page. But because of the breaks supplied by writing, your thoughts will naturally slow down to keep pace, 
That differential is one mechanism by which a brain dump can start to help better organize your thinking. What you put to page doesn't necessarily have to make sense. It doesn't have to flow. You're not writing a five-paragraph essay to argue about the real allegory in To Kill a Mockingbird that no one else is talking about. You're just writing for the sake of writing, translating thoughts into words on the page. It will be jumpy, disconnected, and that's okay. The more you do it, the more you'll find particular themes recurring. Writing it out and seeing it written out on the page will naturally lead to some self-organization of your thoughts as they cluster, reinforce, and elaborate. The chaotic winds of your mind will rearrange themselves into a focused vortex on their own. Sometimes just getting out on paper can be enough. Seeing your thoughts start to take shape can be enough to help. The chaos settles, your mind is more organized, and you're not quite so amped up and aroused at the end of the day that you can't sleep. But there are additional ways to approach the brain dump. Whether it's a list of tasks you need to complete on a daily, weekly, monthly, or seasonal basis, or a free-flowing train of thought, as we just discussed. One approach is to just trash it as soon as it's done. That's one way. Another is to fold it up and put it away in a drawer to tackle it some other time. To basically tell yourself, I need to sort this out, and I will make time for that on ABC Day at XYZ time, but for now, it's going out of sight and out of mind so I can sleep. Or perhaps you do have the time now to tackle what just spilled onto the page. Some editing of sorts. You can rearrange what you put down. Prioritize what's important to you and your sense of MVP, meaning, values, and purpose. What is most important, what is least important, and what's in between. Separately, you can arrange by urgency. What has a rapidly approaching deadline? What's due in a few weeks? And what has no concrete urgency or deadline and can be approached more piecemeal? Lastly, you can arrange by need. What is it that you have to take care of? Biological needs like eating. Things that could get you into legal trouble if not dealt with, like paying taxes or bills. Then there are the prefers. I would prefer to do this myself, but someone else could. I would prefer to have this done by the end of the month, knowing what's coming soon on my plate, even though it's not really due for a while. Then there are the wouldn't it be nice? Like wouldn't it be nice to take that fancy vacation? though a more frugal and reasonable trip would still be acceptable. I certainly don't have to, it's more of wishful thinking. The last approach to a brain dump is similar to what we talked about before in episode 31. As you read through on paper what just came pouring out through your mind, ask yourself, is this helpful? Is this a thought that is serving me and my interests? Is this a thought that is in alignment with my core MVP, my sense of meaning, values, and purpose? Is this a thought I want to be characteristic of me, to represent me? If it's not a useful or helpful thought, just discarding it is easier said than done, so perhaps a bit of editing may be worthwhile. Is this thought true? What is the motivation behind such a thought? What do you feel when you read that thought, rather than just letting it knock around in your head? How strong is that feeling, on a scale of 1 to 10? How strongly do you identify with that thought? How would you feel if your best friend or spouse or child had written those words? Proud? Embarrassed for them? Or worried? What evidence do you have that it's true? What evidence do you have that it's not true? What kind of experiment could you run in your life to test out this thought? To add more weight to its veracity or inaccuracy? How can this thought be tweaked? Be modified such that it is more helpful? Can another version of that thought better align with your core sense of meaning, values, and purpose? 
such that it now does serve you better and is helpful. What do you feel when you read that new version, that Thought 2.0? And how strong is that feeling on a scale of 1 to 10? And if a close loved one, like a best friend, significant other, or child had written that new Thought 2.0, how would you feel? Proud? Embarrassed? Or still worried? Now you don't need to over-scrutinize every thought you've ever had or interrogate every word that comes out on the page. But these kinds of exercises from a brain dump can provide more organization to ramblings between our ears. It allows us the opportunity to have a different relationship with our thoughts, to not overly identify with them, to realize they can be rearranged, they can be edited, and we can approach them with a sense of kindness, curiosity, and intention. An intention that, in an effort to align our lives with a sense of meaning, values, and purpose, our internal dialogue can also be realigned to better fit our sense of meaning, values, and purpose. So to summarize, if you're like the rest of us, that big old beautiful brain of yours is quite busy. And sometimes it's working overtime. Often, it seems to be the busiest and most chaotic when the rest of what's going on around us is just starting to settle down, especially as we're getting ready to go to bed. This cognitive and emotional arousal can take many forms, but they can each interfere with your ability to fall asleep fast and stay asleep all night. One of the helpful ways to bring some order to that chaos, to bring some clarity and calm to your thoughts, is with the brain dump. A brain dump can be as simple as that, just dumping out on paper all that's been bouncing around inside your head, literally just trying to write out all the free association train of thought. It can also be helpful to bring a little organization by writing out what you got to do, taskless by day, week, month, or season. Once something is written out, it becomes easier to arrange it further, like prioritizing by importance or urgency, or by how it may or may not align with your values. Another review of brain dump material can be to approach the writing as if it came from a close friend or a loved one and ask, is this helpful? Is this the kind of thought that is useful or not? Is this the kind of thought that resonates with your core values, your sense of meaning or purpose? And if not, what are some simple tweaks you can make so that thought does serve you better? What kind of experiment could you run to test that out? Rather than be run ragged by thoughts, whether they are benign or more sinister, A brain dump can bring a sense of calm and relaxation at the end of the day. And it may help you relate to that person living in your head with a greater sense of kindness and compassion. After all, that voice in your head is a roommate you can't ever get rid of, so might as well embrace it. If you haven't already, go check out wellrestedmd.com slash day. We can get a special download, a totally free cheat sheet. In this Day of the Life of the Well-Rested download, you'll find examples and timing of several morning and evening routines the evidence-based best practices for wakeful days and restful nights. So head over to wellrestedmd.com slash day to see these best practices in action. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player to get all the latest episodes, leave a review, and head over to wellrestedmd.com for more information, including the option to sign up for email updates. Thanks for listening.